Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hello there, everybody. Welcome to another live edition. And when it's live, you know, sometimes you have a little snafu with technology as it was, <laughs> but we are here. Allison and I are here. I'm your host, Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. I'm the founder of the incredible Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, creator of No Hassle Newsletters, which is a uh, done-for-you newsletter program used by over 1,200 small business owners in nine countries. I'm also the host of Dream Business Radio, which is why we're here today. <laughs> this is episode 577. My special guest this week is a returning guest at Dream Business Radio, Allison Caffrey. How are you doing, Allison? I'm doing great, Jim. How are you? <laughs> so, so great. You know, it's a, when you see the countdown clock go, 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 and it's like, Oh, how are we going to get it? And then I think, you know what? It, I had this saying in the newsletter business, sometimes we didn't get content. The writers, I was like, okay, we're not curing cancer here. We're providing newsletters. And here we're going to do a great interview. So a couple of minutes late is no big deal. Anyway, it's great to have you here again. And um, hey, folks, this episode of Dream Business Radio is brought to you by the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program. If you're an entrepreneur who wants to grow a more profitable business faster by creating an in-demand brand, promote it through highly effective marketing and create multiple streams of revenue, which is an awesome thing to do. You go to dreambizcoaching.com, dreambizcoaching.com. By the way, speaking of multiple streams of revenue, you want to get your hands and your eyes on my on my ebook, which is how to create multiple streams of revenue. It's about, I think it's about nine or 11 pages. I detail exactly how I went in 2001 from one business and then in, in the uh, 2007 to 2012, I created six more businesses and kind of scaled back now in my pre-sale uh, into the sunset years, as you say. But anyway, get a free copy of that at createmultiplestreamsofrevenue.com, createmultiplestreamsofrevenue.com. And at the end of today's show, I'm going to tell you how to get free copies of all of my books. So let me introduce Allison again, and we will dive right in. Alison Caffrey is a small business operations strategist. She's a best-selling author and founder of Operations Agency. And if that sounds familiar, that's because I interviewed her. I'm thinking it was five weeks ago, somewhere around there. She is commonly referred to as the wolf among her clients because she gets stuff done. Allison is best known for helping streamline the back-end operations for a multitude of brands and using her Operations Simplify framework to unleash the power of small teams. So when I interviewed Allison, it was great. People love the episode. In fact, if you go to the YouTube channel, it's 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 one of the ones that gets the most replays. But when Allison and I signed off and um, you know we chatted for a few minutes, she told me about this other program, which is how to kid-proof your business for the holidays. I'm like, tell me more. I said, okay, we got to get you on <laughs> right before the holidays. So today is that day, Allison. So welcome again to Dream Business Radio. Thanks, Jim. I'm so excited. And I loved our chat last time. So I am thrilled to be back. I know. I'm 
Yeah, I was going to say something that some people would take the wrong way, especially if you're a prior guest, but it was a phenomenal interview. So <laughs> let's just leave it there. Oh, my goodness. So first of all, um, as I said, you're, you're a terrific guest. And I it's seldom that I even in 578 shows that I have people on more than once. I think of maybe five people in all these years I've had on multiple occasions. Now this program, Kid Proofing Your Business, first of all, you know, I'm a brand guy, so I love creating great brands. That's interesting, I get that. So tell our audience, you know, uh, what is Kid Proofing Your Business? And then we'll we'll dig in a little uh, deeper on that. Yeah, that's a great question. (laughs) And honestly, when I hear from folks about what they think about when they hear kid proof your business, they wonder Mm -hmm. if I mean, let's protect our business from our kids, right? Let's (laughs) make sure that our kids, our pesky children don't get in the way of all of our business growth, which is definitely not the background, right? We want to make sure, especially when, you know, when we first invite, you know, a baby into our home or when we have a growing toddler, we stick all the covers on the light sockets and we make sure that we're bolting the basement door, right? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So that is kid proof our house, right? Or baby proofing our house. We're not trying to save our cabinets from our children. We're trying to prevent our children from getting hurt by some of these things that could hurt them, right? And so the same is true with our business. But in this case, right, the thing that can hurt them is your business eats away all of your time with your family. And so kid proofing your business is really being in a scenario where we feel like we have a business that feeds into our personal life and financially with time, with fulfillment and all of those things that actually doesn't cannibalize uh, some of that time that we spend with Mm. our family by creating some repeatable systems, creating a really durable business and creating some of that repeatability um, that exists in some of the most, you know, comfortably scaling, you know, organizations that I've personally worked with. It's interesting that when I was preparing for this interview um, and, you know, about the kid, kid proof side of things, so much of what you do on the other side is directly correlated. So mm-hmm. I want to ask you about that. But first of all, uh, I want to compliment you on your on, on the website for this. You have some really great copy. I don't know if you're the copywriter or you pay somebody. Sure am. I love oh, writing. <laughs> yeah. But you had yeah. one line, returning fulfilled founders back to their families. And I think about, you know, when you start a business and it's one thing, you know, it's become sort of uh, in style to say, oh, the, the, the life, the balance, you know, the wh- whatever the expression is, <laughs> work-life balance, I think that was it. And I'm like, yeah, but when you're an entrepreneur, especially new, and you're going after clients and you have to do, you are going to miss some some functions, right? And so the other part of my, what's shaping up to be a very long question is then you'll, you'll talk to some people who are like 80 hours a week and they say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it for my family. And it may be true. You got to support the family. But I think as entrepreneurs, we can also get like addicted to the success and the growth and the hunt and the chase, right. And mm-hmm. the conquering. So um, you, you never get those years back. If, if you have young kids, now, when I started my business, my two boys were gone and my girls were in high school, but you got, you got some young kids. So mm-hmm. what, what is the, um, when did it become apparent to you that, you know, here you are, you're growing a successful business and next thing you know, your, your kids are having multiple birthdays. 
Yeah. So for me, that realization moment was really when I had my first son. Mm -hmm. So I was growing operations agency. We were about three years in and I had just had my first son. I thought I had done an okay job of preparing what I could with the resources I had at the time to have my team take over a lot of things. And we were in the hospital. And I remember my husband snaps this picture of me and my newborn son. And then in the next frame, the one he didn't capture was me putting him down in the basket sleeping next to me and whipping out my phone to answer emails and (laughs) client messages. And at the Mm. time, I told myself that similar lie that you've just, you know, brought to the surface, Jim, that, you know, well, look how committed I am to my business and I'm doing this all to create a better life for my son. Mm -hmm. But really the voice in the back of my head was like, this is not the way to begin this relationship. This is not the way that you want to prioritize your life. You do not want to be choosing your business over your family. And so from there, you know, I really branched into a new version of how I wanted to work. And one of the biggest things that I uncovered was that if I didn't create the boundaries around my family time and what was important, my business is going to take everything. There's this fantastic book called Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. If if you haven't read it, it's fantastic. And the whole premise, he says in the very first introductory opening of that book, is he says, we need to understand that my position is that your business is a cash-eating monster and we need to withhold cash from it or else it's going to eat everything up. I do feel that way about our time as well, especially as early stage entrepreneurs when we can be running back and forth from sales to marketing, to fulfillment, to business dev, all of the things that have to fall under our purview and we wear the 17 hats and we run ragged all over our schedule, right? And it is exhausting. It's absolutely exhausting. So creating those boundaries for family time really help our business operate within the constraints and the boundaries that we've set and doesn't allow it, maybe at times, maybe at high growth periods, right? To really cross that boundary. Um. So do are you a home base? Do you have a home office or do you actually sure do. have a, okay? So you're so you you operate your businesses from your business from home, mm-hmm. um, which can be good and bad, right? It's like so easy, <laughs> like you're at night. Well, let me just go slip into the office and take care of something rather than mm-hmm. wait until morning. What how do you how do you deal with those kind of boundaries? Yeah, you know, it's actually really interesting because this has evolved over time. And I'm sure for a lot of folks who are listening to this right now, we may be in a situation where we have our desk inside of our bedroom because it's the only place we can literally access inside of our home. And I remember when we first moved into this house, we had a partially finished basement and that's where I was working until we built this office. And so I need to encourage anybody listening that there will be seasons of development and there will be, you know, likely some stepping stones to get to the place that you want to be whether that's, you know, purchasing an in-person office for you to be going to or your team to be going to, you know, whatever that looks like. But some of the boundaries that I personally set up is a having a space, right? So a separate space. We're not working from the kitchen table if we can help it, right? We really want to keep those spatial boundaries really, really clear because then when our kids see us, I mean, my oldest is three years old. I have a three-year-old and a 19-month-old. So they have no idea when I'm typing away at my computer at the kitchen table that that means mom needs to not be disturbed. Mm -hmm. The boundary just isn't understandable. So creating a specific space where you work is absolutely going to be critical. Second big thing that I do is I actually change my outfits. I know that 
that sounds crazy, but mentally it actually helps me prepare that when I am in business casual attire and sitting here in my office, that's when my brain is on, you know, business owner mode. And then when I go change my clothes and change into my comfies or go throw on a set of sneakers so I can go throw the kids around and leaves, which is totally what I'm going to do when we jump off this interview, (laughs) it just signals to my brain, right? That I can kind of let the to-do list fall away and I can be there. I can be present with my family and actually Mm. spend that time with my kids because it's actually part of the schedule. You know what's interesting about that? You brought back a memory that goes back like 23, 24 years. So before I started, but um, I went through about almost a year and a half of unemployment. And my mm-hmm. job, I felt my full-time job was finding employment, right? And um, mm-hmm. and I did everything. Well, so, you know, Stephanie went to work, my girls went to work, and they saw dad, me, husband, still in in sweatpants. Now I was at the kitchen table back in the day, reading newspapers and all these different things. And I'm doing my job. But one of the time, one time I heard one of my girls say, God, dad gets just lounge around in his pajamas. And that was the last day I did that. Now, from then on, I made sure to get up early enough so that I put on, even if it was jeans and a button up shirt or whatever I put on. And so when they left, they saw me in kind of like you say, that business casual work attire. Mm-hmm. And and that was more for them, I think, but it really had an effect on me. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, early stages for sure. When we were when I was first starting up operations agency, I didn't have the space. We didn't have the luxury. I hadn't built mm-hmm. the business to be able to afford the lifestyle that we have now, which again isn't extravagant, right? I'm still very much in the growth stages of my business, particularly. And it was very much so that I was working from a specific portion of the kitchen table, especially when we first moved in. So we would literally eat on one side of the table and then we would work, I would work on the other side of the table. And I really realized that. <laughs> that changing my outfit because I used to go into an office and I was operations manager. I had about 30 people reporting to me mm-hmm. and I would, I would dress in business, business casual attire. And it really did. It changed my mindset about the way that I showed up, the way that I was presenting workshops, the way I was working with clients. Cause I was being, you know, zoomed into the board meetings this time instead of being there in person, but I still needed to right. show up and be really effective. So it does, it does crazy things with the brain. You know, what's cool is, um, just another memory. So when I started my business, it was in what was our dining room, right? And um, I had an old uh, ACER 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 computer and that was it. I couldn't afford a new Dell at the time. I've been pretty unemployed. And um, at one point, the girl, you know, when the girls come home from high school, you hear making snacks and stuff. And I told my wife, Stephanie, I need to put doors on the dining room and close it off. She goes, well, how about you get some (laughs) revenue and then we'll talk about doors. (laughs) Smart woman. <laughs> I know. Oh my goodness, that's so funny. But um, so on your website, you also she said, "I mean, you're conjuring up some stuff." On a, so you you actually on your website, um, yeah, Allison, you said, "I'm a business owner and a mom of two with a huge dream to make running a business simple." How do you make running a growing, thriving business simple? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm actually reading a book right now um, for the second or third time. I can't remember. It's called 10X is Easier Than 2X by Mm. Dan Sullivan. And the core principle in that book is that if you are forced to 10X something, you are also forced to zero in on the one thing that's going to work the best. And so my thought process is we need to constantly be doing this inside of our business at every stage, right? You know, through the growth years, 
through the challenging years, really understanding what are going to be the only probably handful of things inside of our business over its lifetime that are really going to drive, you know, the maximum, you know, success, you know, in the business, whatever that looks like, whatever model you have. I found that to be true with all of the companies I've worked with over the last six years, hundreds of companies streamlining their operations. Typically doing more is not the answer. So I love simplifying operations and considering what is the one thing that we could double down on that will bring us 10x the revenue stream, right? What's the one thing that we can double down on that will bring us 10x the the productivity or 10x the time back with our family, right? And the biggest thing, again, is really being disciplined in saying Mm -hmm. no to more things than you say yes to. And I'm saying this to somebody... out loud in my own office who absolutely needs to hear it. And it's me because there are so many opportunities that are placed at our feet, whether that's in business and whether that's in parenthood, we have so many things that we can do. We can go to endless birthday parties and barbecues and sign our kids up for endless summer camps and do endless crafts and things, right? There's all these expectations and same deal with our business. We can explore so many different marketing strategies and so many different conversion mechanisms and so many different fulfillment options that it almost is overwhelming. And my encouragement to anyone who is running a business and running a family is to pick the one thing. Priority is singular for a reason. And if we can reframe everything under that one thing, we really, really can unlock a lot of potential internally in our business and also in our life. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Dan Sullivan's work. Um, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, everybody says their business is their baby, right? Um, <laughs> which might be like the the painful early years. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes an adolescent. And sometimes that's a, you know what show. And then it becomes a thriving adult. Um, so how it's a, a good friend of mine, um, Susie Miller, the better relationship coach, I believe is her current handle. She used to say, um, when you're married to an entrepreneur, that's like having the mistress you said yes to. <laughs> that's kind of the adult version of what we're talking about here with the, with the business being the child. Um, mm-hmm. Are we, are you, Allison, are you really talking about learning how to delegate? Because business Business is going to keep going and it's going to keep growing, hopefully. And so, but if you want your role to remain a certain, whether it's certain hours or something, but yet the business has needs, that's building your team, right? Yeah, I think it's the most elegant solution to what I'm posing here. When I really talk with groups, you know, mompreneurs, dadpreneurs, and we talk about this concept that their business is their baby, right? In the early stages of literally bringing a newborn back into your home, you need to eat you need to feed it. You need to make sure that it sleeps. You need to make sure it's on a routine. And literally, it will die if you do not intervene, right? And then eventually, like my son, Frank, he's three. He can go to the bathroom on the potty, which is mm. excellent, right? That's one of the first big milestones that happens that really generates some autonomy in that direction for your for your child. But in your business, that isn't exactly really, really clear, right? There are really no milestones to say, hey, listen, here's when your business is supposed to need less of you, right? It just Mm. keeps needing you. And so- those stages aren't very clearly defined like they are in raising a child. And my hope is that, you know, Frank, my son, he hasn't learned how to tie his shoes yet, but my hope is that when he's in college, he's learned that skill. And if he hasn't, I'm not doing my job, right? Right. I'm not, I'm not being the effective parent that I need to be for him to be a thriving adult. And 
The same is true for our business. I think it feels really great to feel needed inside of our business and in our organization. So we tend to overstep our team or we tend to hesitate to delegate or we tend to shy away from creating systems because we're almost like you mentioned before, Jim, like almost addicted to that growth and that yeah. hustle and that stuff. Because to us internally, right, we're fed this, this uh, narrative that owning a business is really, really hard work. And you know what? It is in seasons. Mm -hmm. But then there are also some seasons of repair and rest and understanding that need to occur in order for us to kind of make sure that this thing is going to have some longevity, right? We can't always be hustling. We can't always be burning the candle at both ends. And so when I consider that trajectory of, you know, my business is my baby, my business is my capable adolescent, my business is my thriving adult, it means that the business needs less and less and less of the founder. And whether that's time, whether that's strategies, whether that's driving the, you know, quarterly and annual results, you know, it really looks different for everyone at different stages, but I love to invite founders into that conversation because a lot of us just think we're going to die on the vine with this thing, right? I mean, it needs us, <laughs> yeah. right? It needs us forever and we can't detangle from, you know, the day to day. So, um, we, we titled this, which is your program, Kid Proof Your Business for the Holidays. Why mm -hmm. are holidays in particular so stressful for business owners? Oh my goodness. It's the perfect <laughs> recipe for disaster, right? I mean, and 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 insane insane joy if you if you actually do this well. But I mean, consider everything that comes in in Q4. Statistically speaking, right, businesses are going to spend the most money in Q4, right? No matter what's going on, you know, and you can say that that falls into the tax year and all of those different things, but there's folks who need to spend their budgets, lots of purchases happen in that time. If you're a product-based businesses, you a business, excuse me, you've got your Black Friday sales, you've got your Christmas season and all the stuff that's going on there, gifting guides and do this for the kiddos. And it gets really overwhelming in marketing strategy alone. And then us as human beings and parents are just inundated with, you should be doing this with your kids. Have you taken mm -hmm. them to see Santa yet? How many gifts are you supposed to be getting? Who are we buying this, that, or the other thing for? We have to bake a thousand cookies. So with the parents and the business owners to me, I mean, you're at the helm of probably the most chaotic time of the calendar year. It is absolutely gut-wrenching sometimes, especially I know in my peer groups and my masterminds that I'm a part of, a lot of folks are like, oh, I'm dreading the holidays. And I'm wondering, I'm like, why? You know, mm. it's supposed to be such a time to relax and enjoy with your family. But for whatever reason, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners are putting so much pressure on themselves to do all of these things over the holidays because everybody says they should, right? I have to do a Black Friday sale because everybody does a Black Friday sale, right? And sometimes we need to be okay with the fact that maybe it isn't for us. Um, and I think it's it's really interesting to kind of position that um, and, and consider what might, you know, an incredible holiday with your family look like without all of the hustle and the grind of that Q4, um, you know, season. Yeah, I think um, fear of being left out drives a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs into that because they see all that other stuff, cyber money, everything. Mm -hmm. Why should do something? Well, maybe you don't have to. A, you mm -hmm. don't have to. Or B, do something. But if you're slow in like August, a lot of people are slow. Prepare for it then. So all you got to do is push mm -hmm. the button and, and you know have the marketing go. Um, got just, well, maybe uh, four or five minutes here, Allison. What could people do today, entrepreneurs who are busy and 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 have kids, what could they do today to prepare to, to be with their family over the holidays? And, you know, we're about as 
as you and I are doing the interview, about seven days from November, then both, then you're going to see the Christmas lights and everything. <laughs> what can we be doing now so we're not chained mm -hmm. to our desk? Yeah, first and foremost, make sure that you're saying no to the things that aren't going to actually bring you revenue or bring your clients or your customers amazing results this holiday season. I personally have experienced some go slow holidays over the years uh, of Operations Agency, and I've experienced some incredible launch uh, you know, time periods over the holidays. And my opinion of that is if you are statistically in a position where holidays are huge for you, go for it. And I say lean into it. If you're in a position where holidays are a huge grind for not that much outcome, it's okay to say no. So mm -hmm. go ahead and say that Allison Cavery gave you some permission to say no to the thing that perhaps you're dreading because it does, it shows up in your work and it shows up especially with your family. So first and foremost, be okay saying no. Um, the second thing you can do is plan your holidays. So any, we do have, you know, a little bit of time before the Christmas season and the, you know, Thanksgiving season are upon us. You know, you really can batch create some of your material. If you are in a position where you need to do some Black Friday selling or, you know, you're a product business and you want to do, you know, some discounts and all of that, make sure to record and or position some of that stuff in your schedule scheduling tools for your social media, you know, for your website and all of those things. Um, and then the third really big thing is to make sure that you safeguard your time. Because I think a lot of us will put together a project plan to launch this really great thing for um, Black Friday, for example, and then will not account for the fact that we want to spend some time with our family over Thanksgiving. We're not going to account for the fact that we'd really like to close our computer at 6 p.m. so that we can be there and be present and do the holiday movies with the kids and all of that stuff. So really give yourself an accurate amount of project load for the accurate amount of work that you want to actually do, right? Because I think a lot of us lie to ourselves and we say, oh yeah, I can record 15 videos for the entire holiday season in an hour. And you're like, no, you're not a robot. You can't do that. So being really realistic with your project plan and the time that you expect that that's going to take is going to be absolutely instrumental. Um, so my last question, and you remember, Allison gave you permission. All right. So my last question, I'm going to pull from actually the previous interview I did with you, which, which was about your awesome book called The Sabbatical Method. And one of the things in there was optimize for the day to day. And I thought that's mm -hmm. probably pretty relevant to what we're talking about here. Right. So what would be a tip or two about how, how do you optimize to go, you know, from the day to day? Because a lot of people just operate in chaos. Yeah, you know, it's really incredible. A lot of folks will look out toward their goal, right, for the source of truth. You know, how am I doing or how am I trending toward that goal? And they'll kind of forget about the messy middle, right, the days or the weeks perhaps, right, that we spent miserable in pursuit of that goal. And I think all of us would agree that we'd rather have better days stacked on top of each other than a bunch of miserable days with one really great day at the summit, right? I think if we can flip that script a little bit and consider what it what does it look like right now for us to actually enjoy our work, whether that's doing more of what we specifically love or whether that means saying no to some stuff that might actually not be serving us or whether that means, again, creating some of those boundaries. I think creating the discipline around having a day that actually moves the needle forward for your business and also fills up your cup with your family instead of just burning the candle at both ends and work, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. And then some of those relationships may need to actually 
actually spend some time in repair if we ignore them long enough. Mm. So spending some time in the day today, deciding that you want to spend 90 minutes a day, no tech time with your family, right? Deciding that, safeguarding it, putting it into your calendar and really living by that because I'm telling you, that will do wonders for your confidence, the way that you show up to lead in your business, the way that you show up to lead your customers and your clients, just actually walking the walk instead of, you know, just talking about it and then saying, oh goodness, I have to work until midnight tonight again. So it it really will build a lot of confidence and clarity in the direction you want to go. That's so awesome. I knew this would be fun again. (laughs) So how can people connect with you? I know you have the, the website, um, for, you know, the, the sabbatical method, but I'm guessing is this allisoncaffrey.com? Where where do you want me to go? Okay. Yeah, allisoncaffrey.com slash holiday. I'm going to be running a three-part, absolutely free uh, mini-series for folks who want to kid-proof their business over the holidays. Um, It is going to be amazing. I'm going to run it in the first week of November so that we have plenty of time to start to consider some of these concepts. Um, And I'm really, really excited to break it down. I'm going to do an audio-only version, too, for some of my parents who like to listen to uh, stuff on their walks and all of that. Um, So I'm pumped about it. It's something that folks have transparently asked me for for a few years now, and I am super excited to finally put it together. (laughs) Nice. Hey, Allison, thank you so much. I'm I'm glad the uh, Gremlins finally took a hike and we got on the air. I appreciate your patience. Thank you so much, Jim. (laughs) Oh, no worries. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview. Number two with Allison Caffrey. You can connect with her at allisoncaffrey.com. That's A-L-Y-S-O-N-C-A-F-F-R-E-Y.com. Correct? Yep, that's exactly right. You crushed it. How about that? (laughs) Yes. Give myself the day off. And you can connect with me at getjimpalmer.com. Remember, if you're interested in joining uh, 24 other very smart entrepreneurs in the Dream Business Mastermind, it would be a great decision on your part. That's dreambizcoaching.com. Dreambizcoaching.com. Okay. If you want a free digital copy of all six of my Dream Business books, they are free at Amazon as Kindle books, zero cost. They are free in the iBook store, and they're also free in Barnes & Noble, which are Nook books. I guess that's still a thing. (laughs) All these episodes, by the way, tomorrow, um, get well, this one tomorrow, all the others are already loaded at my Dream Business YouTube channel. You can find that pretty easily. And remember to um, get a copy of my uh, special report, How to Create Multiple Streams of Revenue. But that's it. Until this time next week, I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.